Welcome to Thursday's Roundtable, our podcast here at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We have Pastor Wes. Merry Christmas, you guys. And we got Pastor Matt. Happy holidays. And myself. <laughs> Happy Whoa. holidays. Merry Whoa. Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and myself, <laughs> Pastor McGinty. We're so glad you guys joined with us, even though we have uh, the Grinch here saying Happy Holidays. Instead of Happy Christmas. That's Obviously, okay. I love Christmas. Obviously, you're wearing the hat, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. Where where's your hat? Where's my oh, hat? Oh, you got your. I I got my. You got my. Whatever you call this hat, you know. You know, I actually saw that they have those kind of hats in like Christmas sweater prints. Oh and really? I thought, oh, that's a McGinty hat. A McGinty hat. I love how there's. I I have people who come up to me and say, "Hey, I found this hat and lost and found. This looks like a McGinty hat. Is this yours? No, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a McGinty hat. No one else will wear it, but we thought it was you and thought maybe this is, belongs to you. So, yeah, I just right. think if you're gonna wear the McGinty hat, you ought to have to match the outfit with the. Uh, um, uh, you know the right golfing attire, where the high socks. <laughs> you know, I don't golf, there. so maybe I'm a poser. Just I just, it. you know, what argyle sweater. Hey, you pull it off well. It's nice. uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the sentiment. All right, hey, we've got a great episode for you today, and we're going to be talking Christmas movies. Now, before we talk about Christmas movies and finding Jesus and truth in Christmas movies, we got a Christmas movie trivia quiz. Yes, we do. Some quotes here, and uh, Wes and myself. Is it because we competing. tied last time? Is that why? <laughs> we we got to do come it back again. To another competition. Yeah, absolutely. We ought to be probably talking, you know, instead of pumpkin spice, like peppermint flavored stuff. Yeah. The best peppermint flavored milkshake out By there. By the way, the best junior mints are the peppermint crunch junior mints that are out there. I've never had time. those. Oh, they're so good. They got little mm. peppermint crunch things in them. I, I don't will like be finding those now. I'll growing up, junior mints. That was the movie theater snack. No, no, no. I can't, I can't eat a normal junior mint anymore. Not after you experience the crunch of the peppermint junior mint. Yeah, the crunch. Yeah, yeah. They're like a dollar twenty a box for a whole box. Still. Okay. Yeah, they used to be there was a dollar, so it's gone up. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. here's the other thing I've done too. Just, just add to it. Put them in the put them in the fridge. Get them a little cool. Oh, yeah. mm, frozen Man. candy. <clears throat> Not frozen, resist. just chilled. Just chilled. That's gotcha. the fr- that's in the freezer. Just in the refrigerator. <laughs> just in the fridge. Well, that's it. Uh, we got uh, I say hot tips on cold yeah. candy from uh, Pastor Wes. Anyway, uh, sorry, we got a movie quiz. Quizmaster. Oh yeah, Quizmaster. Matt, Matt, what you got, man? Let's do this. Let's jump right into this. Yeah, is it uh, multiple choice or it is, it... is? Well, first of all, I'm just going to give you the, I'm going to give you the quote and see if you can name it. If you can't name it, then I'll give you some, some options. Okay. Yeah. Surely you guys are going to get this one. I just okay. Oh, is this a first person this... to guess it right? Kind of gets the point. Like, how's this going to work? No. Um, so have any yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do it. First person that I hear say it okay. will be the winner. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. Wow. This just got really intense. Yes. <laughs> I'll change it up a little. Okay, here we go. First quote. Are you ready? Maybe. I just like to smile. Smiling is my favorite. Elf. Okay. That was a, That's oh, a tie. Wow. That's pretty good. That's a tie there. All right. Uh, both of you have one. Okay. Next one. Here we go. Bless this highly nutritious microwavable home, macaroni and cheese. Home alone, home alone. Uh, Kevin yes. McAllister. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Macaroni cheese center and the people who sold it on sale. Amen. That's a good one. I love that scene. <laughs> it's funny, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about Christmas movies later. All right. So we'll, we'll, Wes has two. You have one, McGinty. All right. Um, Christmas was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful How Christmas. How the still Christmas. Nope. Upon which the entire kid year revolved. Uh, it's Christmas story. That's right. Ooh. By the way, I think if we're doing first answer and you shout out like I did first, I think it like DQs you because then it would just become you could just start throwing out. Uh, that's true. We that's can true. we can exercise yeah. some self restraint. So I just I, I think you know another person automatic. All right. 
So don't ha- don't self handicap yourself, Wes. It's no, a, it's two two for McGinty and one for Wes. No, well, he's I got, got two. two. No. Tied for the first one. He got the first one. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's ties. It's 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 twos. <laughs> okay, you're right. It is tied. Okay, seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in this world Polar are Express. things we can't see. That's right. All right, now he's ahead. Yeah, mm. three to two. Okay. The problem is that quote is in like four different movies <laughs> like, from, my, uh, from my list earlier. And so I was like, it? which one of those is that one? All right. Um, next quote. You've got to excuse him, sir. See, he just came to life and he doesn't know much Frosty about the such snowman. things. Yes. Good job. Well done. Three nice. to three. Okay. Wait, is that the original Frosty Snowman? Yeah, it's the original Frosty Snowman. Not the sequel, Frosty Returns. Yeah. Which? <laughs> what not, was that one? Wasn't, that it, wasn't there one? Isn't it with a? Uh, Andy Griffith? No, no, no. Talk about uh, Jack. Yeah, and they're one or with, Frost, uh, with Michael Frost? Keaton, and he like turns dies, into a snowman. And he turns oh, yeah. into a snowman. That's Jack Frost. And, yeah, yeah, I never saw that. Never either. Okay, is an easy one. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. It's it's Christmas story. story. I've tied on that one. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So never seen it. <laughs> You've never seen that movie? No. Which is amazing because TBS used to play it for forty-eight straight hours every Christmas. Are you serious? Oh my word! Yeah. You know you've arrived yeah, I, when I your can't movie gets played for 24, I can't when they 40 play hours it. straight. I can't resist not watching that. So, yeah. All right. We all know that Christmas is a big commercial racket. It's run by a big Eastern syndicate, you know. Oh, Jingle uh, jingle All the Way. Mm. No, it's not. Mm. Wow. Read it again. We all know that Christmas is a big expert? commercial racket. It's run by a big Eastern syndicate, you know. Oh, gosh. It's not Home Alone 2. Oh, I can hear I can hear this quote. And I, I can hear yeah. the person saying it and there's like a, a there's like a cynical oh I give up. Cartoon movie. Oh. Oh, oh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh that's right. Wow. I, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Do I get all. a full point even though I got the hint or do I get the I think you get it. I think if we guess wrong it docks it down to a half. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Half point. I mean, Okay, we we keep coming up with new. <laughs> We're making I'm, this up I'm as confused. we go along. People. Don't, Don't judge. Us. All right, here we go. It's not like you're gonna win anything anyway. So, respect. Uh, where's your Christmas spirit, Scrooge? It's a good no, guess. It is a good guess, but that's maybe we should start talking first. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> no, 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 keep going. Uh, uh, we, I'll give you four options. Wait, wait. That was the whole quote. That's the whole quote. Where's your Christmas spirit? Where's your Christmas spirit? Hmm. So four four options. Is it the Grinch? The Grinch is one option. Miracle on 34th Street is another option. It's a Wonderful Life or Jingle All the Way. Uh, jingle All the Way. It is Jingle yeah. All the Way. Yes, because I remember he says it's yeah. like one of the like the yeah. Santas or something yeah. Yeah. on the side of the street. Where's your so Christmas do you have, spirit? Like four and a half to three? Is that yeah, what it is? Something like that, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Next quote. We're your worst nightmare. Elves with attitude. Oh, that's the Santa Claus. That and that's is? the like little elf... Elf, F, uh, like elf, the uh, elf SWAT team or something. Story. Yeah, the yeah. SWAT team that That's comes right. in there and they got the suspenders and all that. Yeah, you man. got it. Those movies got cheesier and cheesier, I think, as the sequel. So does that give you five? I think that gives five me four to, f- to four and a half. Four to four and a half. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man, it's tight race. All right. Here we go. It's like winning by one in a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> Blast this Christmas music. It's joyful and triumphant. The Grinch. It's The Grinch. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So. Make it to your one ahead. Okay. Last one. Here we go. Oh, wait. This is for the money. Yeah. Yeah. But so if I'm at five and a half. No, I'm pretty sure you've already won because you got the half point. So. You want to make this double? Well, what if we, yeah. What if we make this work? Okay. Up to ante? Make it Great. two points. 
points. <laughs> so if he gets it, we just tie. Yeah. <laughs> nah, double or nothing. Double, double or nothing. nothing. Okay. okay. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, Wonderful life. life. You said it first. What? Yeah. That was, that was, no. The clutch. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that was both at the same time. Yeah, upright. You were like a second to it. <sighs> wow. But no, sorry. Like I a, said, you get nothing. I feel, okay, like, so I feel like a winner. You get, you get coal in your stocking. So here's the deal, get. just for all of our all of our listeners and audience at home. Favorite, favorite, like favorite, favorite, favorite. You only get permission to watch one Christmas movie. What's it going to be? Oh, man. <clears throat> Is this like with the kids or without the kids? You personally, <laughs> you get your supreme setup. You don't worry about, hmm. you know, your kids can be grown ups. I would, I would say, I know I'm giving two here. Uh, Home Alone two or Elf. Yeah, yeah. Elf's a pretty Elf's fun movie. Yeah, I think Home Alone two would be up there for me. But I really enjoy Arthur's Christmas. Like it's just so well written. Yeah. It is just it's really really well done. So, and that's a good one to watch for the family. Um, probably, probably Jingle All the Way or Home Alone too. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love the cynicism in Jingle All the Way. Like, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. it just really just cuts right to the heart. I think I think because honestly, as a kid, a lot of Christmas movies were boring to me. Mm-hmm. But Home Alone, Home Alone, none of the Home Alones are, but Home Alone Two just like the traps. Yeah, are like yeah the, the greatest of all time. I haven't decided when it's uh, gonna be okay for us to show our kids Home Alone because I know my kids will do all of those things. <laughs> like it is, it is not the inspiration I want for them. Like I know I'm gonna wake up to find like some kind of little toy matchbox car with a missile sticking straight yeah. up, waiting for me to step on. And I'll be honest like, too, Home Alone three. Uh, the biggest problem with Home Alone three is it had to follow one and two. Yeah, I never. It's saw actually it. not a bad movie, but I, I was a kid. Mm. I yeah. was the target yeah. audience when that came out, and so I'm I'm a little more. Have you watched it since then? No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you but, should. But, but again, it's not it's not the same. Right. Yeah. It's not the same vein. Hey, the same guy. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. The same guy that directed Ferris Bueller's Day Off directed Home Alone one and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a pretty crazy story how it came about. Um, I also say too though, and I didn't see this till college, but White Christmas is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I like it. The old, the old yeah. school one? With yeah, the, the old musical school. Yeah. Crosby. Yeah. 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 Music's good. Uh, yeah, I haven't that seen that since high whenever they honor, Whenever they honor the commander, and yeah. they mm. all of a sudden they're all standing in there, and you see his tears. Oh, man. That is a long movie. It's I'll been about you. 30 years since I've seen it, so oh, it's been a while. Much, but. All right. Well, that brings us to our segue. We're going to be looking at a lot of different Christmas music. Sorry, Christmas movies. And trying to find some truth in them that's really meaningful and on point, we're going to be looking at really finding Jesus in some ways in these secular movies. One of the things that we want to do is when we are entertained, not to turn off our brains, yep. not to turn off our, our, our Christian perspective, our heavenly perspective as we're watching these things and look for things that really hit home and be able to have those conversations with your kids or even family members that might create some good segues yeah. and find common ground. Yeah, we did this not too long ago with some secular movie quotes. Just looking at good, bad, truth, not truth, and um, all the more so with Christmas movies, man, because that's like, mm-hmm. it's one of the things you do is you watch Christmas movies. That's for right? sure. And we've got a list of 10 movies here. And yes, we're counting Home Alone 1 and 2 as 1, and uh, I know they're separate movies. But we've got a list of 10. Now, we're only going to get through a certain number, and then we'll post the extra ones on a bonus episode 
for your listening to as well. So look for that bonus episode for the movies we did not talk about in this episode. There you go. There's your little tease there. So first one we have is Home Alone 1 and 2. Where do you guys see Jesus or truth in Home Alone, either 1 or 2? Some moments or a quote that really stands out to you. You, you know, Home Alone 2 has got a great quote. Um, both both movies have an, both both movies carry an interesting uh, concept. Yeah. Uh, there's a subplot and, and that, that plays off the main concept, which um, is the importance of family, mm. um, which obviously, <clears throat> on one hand, that can get hijacked by a secular message, but but is absolutely in 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 its best form grounded in Scripture uh, that God God intended the the family to be the basic building block of society, that there is something sure. unique and distinct about the relationship between a uh, husband and wife and, and mom and dad and kids. Um, so that's there. And then there's a subplot in both movies where you've got somebody who's a loner that is connecting with Kevin as he's home alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the second movie you've got, and I don't actually be honest, I don't know I think she gives her name, but I don't remember it. She's just always since I was a kid, she's the pigeon lady. Yeah, she's like the pigeons. And there's that scene where they're up there. I'm assuming it's Carnegie Hall, and they're like in the rafters, which it, is just it seems like that in yeah. and of itself pretty crazy to think. How did you get up in the rafters of <laughs> <at the> Carnegie <laughs> Hall? Movie's got a movie. Uh, but there's this whole deal about how she's alone. She is so hurt because people have just forgotten her. And and there's real you can tell there's real relational hurt from family from friends, which I think anybody can relate to, right? All of us have felt that burn when it feels like, man, friends you know, they've forgotten me. They had they didn't remember this key date, this team key place. And I don't know if I can quote it verbatim, but but Kevin basically makes a statement. He said, you know, I don't think people set out to forget. Mm-hmm. They get busy living life and then and, and and forget in the midst of it and yeah. it's it's both a helpful reminder and a convicting statement it's a helpful reminder because there are times when you're the one who's hurt and it feels like everyone has intentionally forgot and sometimes people do intentionally forget i'm not trying to slight that but yeah. sometimes the reality is people do forget and it's because hey they're living life too mm. and and maybe in our end that ought to be a well if, if i'm thinking of them then Maybe I should reach out. Yeah. Maybe I should, which is which flips around to the convicting part of that statement, which is how many times have I forgotten people, because I just get so busy with everyday life, with what everyday life takes, with what, and you you forget. And if we're going to pull it to a biblical standpoint, the ways the Holy Spirit prompts you with names, with people's faces, maybe you need to pray for them, maybe you need to text them, maybe you need to call them, maybe it's a Facebook message, maybe you know whatever it is. But it's an interesting little quote because uh, that's actually pretty profound because I think most of us forget each other because of the mundane ordinariness of everyday life. Yeah. And it's easy to take people for granted in that mundaneness. You think about the first Home Alone movie, you know, he's just so frustrated with his family members and getting yeah. the shaft and he's like, I wish you guys were all gone. I mean, I can tell you how many times my, my kids were like, you know, their worst moments, like, I can't stand little brothers or I can't stand so-and-so. I wish you weren't here. It's like, careful what you wish for because the goblin prince might steer you away and put you in the middle of a labyrinth, you know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a labyrinth. But, um, you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the mundane and take what's most important for granted family. And, and Kevin is, is confronted with this notion of, yeah, I want all these things and this stuff and my own piece and my agenda, my stuff, my space. And then when they're gone, he realized, wow, I didn't realize or all the idiosyncrasies, all the goofiness, all the ways that we haphazardly hurt each other. They're still family. They still matter. You think about the church, 
The church is not perfect. People get hurt at church and you think, okay, it should be the safest place on the planet and to not get hurt, but it happens. And we step on each other's toes. We do things we, we don't intend to do to each other. And then we think, oh, I'm just going to check out. I just wish they weren't here. I'm just going to check out. Well, no, you know, for all our idiosyncrasies and our, our hangups and our goofiness and our baggage, we need each other. Yeah. You know, Matt, what were you, you were saying something. Yeah, the other day I was, that so I was thinking back to the first one, first time alone movie, because in that too, um, so you have this man, I don't think he's homeless, but he's just, no, he's a, the neighbor, he's I the think. neighbor, you know, and he just always has this, this stoic look on his face. And he's, and, a, he's and a widower, all the, all the kids are scared of him. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I was thinking about is that, you know, uh, he's, he's estranged from his family and, um, he's afraid to even, even try. He just assumes that they don't want him around. And so, uh, and I don't remember what it is that happened that, that caused that rift, but, um, you know, and Kevin just encourages him, you know, to, uh, to, to be the one to, to make that move and to, um, you know, to not let fear, uh, keep you from being with your family. And, um, yeah, it's, I love, I love the sentimentality behind both of those because it, it does stress the importance of family. Um, not just his family, but also, you know, in, in him being alone, he's able to see these, these other people who, you know, are not with family and helping them to make a connection to other people. Which is also an interesting thing in there too, of just because the movie is presented through the lens of a kid. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. a child who's the main character. And I think kids are better about this than as a, than we are as adults. But it's a great reminder, too, that there are people who you go, mm, I don't know what's up with that person. Yeah. The pigeon lady. Yeah. The scary neighbor down the street. And they have a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've got hurt and they've got and man. How can you step into that? How can you do that? Before we move on from Home Alone, though, <clears throat> we also have to acknowledge this about Home Alone. And I think he's going to say the same thing I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. which is the meme, which <laughs> says this eight year old Kevin McAllister was left home alone for three days and he still made it to church. So, yes, you too can make it to church this Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Just want to throw that out there. That has been floating uh, around on social media, yeah. making its rounds yeah. for sure. That's funny. You beat me to it. That was, was good. It's just like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Popped in. It's now, a good there, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rough stuff in the home alone movies, but there's some good, there's some good little lessons and quotes in there that, that you, are, that you know, that people. scene where he finds that he's having to share the, the bunk bed up in the attic with, yeah, yeah, with a cousin who, who wets yeah. the bed. Yeah. And he just looks at him, just drinks the Pepsi. He's looking at him and just smiles. That's my second oldest daughter. It's like, Larry, stop drinking. Like, she just looks at you and just starts drinking. Like, Oh, I'm going to take you potty in the middle of our road trip. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of that, it sounds like a wonderful life having yeah. to stop for restroom breaks on a yeah. road trip. So when yeah. that is our next movie, a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. Matt, yeah, me. Oh, okay. what you got? Yeah. Um, well, obviously this, this movie, uh, all about the difference that one man can make, one person can make. And, and again, we, we just don't see that because if, if it's us and we're looking at our life and we think, okay, mundane, same thing, but you know, he's, he has the opportunity to be taken away, um, from, uh, like in case you haven't seen the movie, um, he, it's like, it's there, an angel comes and shows him what his life would be like if he never existed. And so he's able to see the difference that, um, the people in his life, how they're different, how the town's different, um, because he's not there. And so he's kind of um, set in the depression era. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of quotes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Yeah. I mean, quote. um, not, not, 
totally theologically accurate when it comes to angels. Uh, no, <laughs> but take quite you know, a few liberties. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I just loved it because, um, again, it's a, it's a long movie, uh, cause you're, you're basically following the life story, uh, of this man, but, um, you know, just all the, all the stresses of, of his life kind of come to a point where he's ready to take his own life. And, uh, an angel stops him and allows him to see just how, how important life is and how significant, uh, one person can be. So, yeah. so literally the quote was quote number 55 out of 55 on this list. They always say the best for last is listicles. Yeah. Uh, so the, one of the quotes there to that point was strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches there so many is, other yeah. lives. And when he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's the reality. I think we, we, we talked about that last time we did the movie, the movie thing in truth of just there. The reality is as followers of Christ, one, God intends us to leave a mark, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to leave a mark on culture, to leave a mark on people. Now, sometimes we can blow that up and think, well, if I don't leave a mark, that's, you know, one of the five names remembered in history, then I've not left a mark. Well, that's, that's not really true because the reality is only about five people per century ever get written down in a history book, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, but the idea that as a believer, God has lives he wants to use you to touch people. He wants to use you to minister in your family, people that you might, it might be a one time run in, but you don't know how that one time run in redirects somebody's course. It might be, I mean, you think about that biblically, um, that Ethiopian eunuch met Philip, the, the evangelist one time Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we can't even say they met at a gas station in the middle of nowhere. There weren't even <laughs> yeah. a gas station. It was the oasis where they got, uh, you know, dunked. But. Yeah, but but yet that one meeting, not only did God use that meeting to change that, that Ethiopian eunuch's life, but how many more lives when that, that man went back to his homeland and begin to share the truth of the gospel. And we know from history that, that uh, North Africa was a bastion for the early church. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot massive. of people, wasn't there like a, like really interesting like Christian community in Ethiopia that claims that the Ark was there yeah, for a no, while too. They're, well, no, they're still there uh, is what they claim. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the reality. And and I think the thing that what none of us this side of heaven as believers will ever realize, we can't see that impact. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think we're not supposed to this side of heaven because yeah. it's not ultimately about how God uses us. It's about loving and honoring the Lord and then, but it, but at the same time, how amazing that in, as we love and we honor the Lord, God uses us. And there are going to be people in heaven who, um, you know, who, who say, Hey, thank you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you. for. And a lot of it is just, you know, we keep, I keep using the word mundane, but I think we take for granted the responsibilities of taking care of your family, you know, go showing up to a job you may not like just so you can take care of your family, you know, doing well in school when no one else sees it and maybe skipping a party or something so you can get a good grade and, and push forward and, you know, honoring what's been entrusted to you to do the right thing when no one's looking to be a good mom, even though your kids are just being just absolute hellions, you know, just the stuff that you, when you feel taken for granted, remember that God does not take it for granted. God appreciates your faithfulness when no one else is looking and appreciates the good you do when even nobody else seems to reciprocate that. And I think it's these kinds of movies help us remember just how the kind of heavenly perspective that it's so hard to have. That's another good theme in the movie because um, he's questioning the significance of his life, but he's one of the reasons he's doing that is because he's looking at someone he grew up with who now you know, is a millionaire and there's, uh, his brother who's now a war hero and the town's all talking about him. And yet here he is, 
He's living this normal, ordinary life, running the the Bailey uh, building alone, and you know he's this is before social media, so yeah. he's seen all this and thinking, man, those guys are significant. I wish I had that. Yeah. And yet, at the end, he sees that you no, know, even in the mundane, what you thought was not making a difference has transformed the city. You just didn't realize it. Yeah. So, Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to Pastor Wes's favorite movie here. Jingle all the way. <laughs> yeah. Some Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think what movie Turbo Man. Cre- created this baby of a movie. Like what his, you, uh, his, his well, pet pal, uh, his sidekick, Booster. We hate you, Booster. <laughs> Nobody wants Booster. Yeah, get out of here. Oh, no, man, so, honestly, when I first saw the list, I thought, oh, man, like, I don't know what quote to plot a jingle but here's here's the real truth to jingle all the way the overall message of the movie it's interesting right because it's totally secular mm-hmm. but the overall message of the movie is here you've got this dad who um they're they're married they've got the son but he is so wrapped up in his work and his life and the movie starts out right the movie starts out with he gets the phone call hey we'll see you at the at the at the uh karate, uh, yeah. karate practice and he's like <gasps> and he he forgot and oh no i didn't forget i'll be there i'll be there and he keeps putting other people putting other people of course you know the whole movie is how there's this rift in his family Mm -hmm. because he is so tied up the whole reason he's going the whole story of going after turbo man on christmas eve is because he forgot to do it six months ago because he's so engrossed in his own work world that he is neglecting to be a good husband and a good dad. And at the same time, you're watching it spill out because his son adores him like kids are supposed to their parents. Yeah. Like I go back to those deep relationships. Know, which deep makes relationships, his disappointments even Which makes higher. the disappointments even bigger. And of course you get around to the end of the movie and, and you know, we're all we're all happy because you know, Arnold shown himself to be Turbo Man for the parade and saves his son's Accidentally. life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all this stuff. Um, but man, there's something powerful there for all of us as believers who realize again, it kind of go, it's it's maybe a little bit of a nuance or a more specific application of what we're talking about with "It's a Wonderful Life." But all of us, husbands, fathers, sitting here, um, you may not be husband, father, you may be a wife, you may be a wife and mom, you may be single, you may, but all of us have family relationships. And in those relationships, how easy is it? And again, it's funny. Just think about it. this is back before cell phones, mm-hmm. you know, and the temptation to sit there while the kids play and, you know, da, 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 and this, um, how much even more, uh, how easier, much more easy and, and more tempting it is to be distracted and wrapped up For in the sure. world and clueless as to what's really going on and not being present and there for things that matter. I mean, it's, there's, I think the overall plot of the movie, you can find a lot of great application as you come to scripture and you think about the scripture exhortations to um, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. You know, fathers don't exasperate your children and love you. You know, there's a lot in there. Or even just the, the, the confrontations it has against the whole commercialism of yeah, Christmas. Absolutely. You know, making Christmas all about just getting the gift or the, the item or the thing and the best gift his son gets. When like I think at the end, like he's like, "Hey, do you want this turbo man?" Does it? Forget yeah, that. Yeah, I have the real thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like the, the greatest turbo man toy ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's better than the one he wanted. And he's like, "Nah, you can have it. I got my dad. You know, get the can, real turbo we man." We can segue right there to Jesus. Like, hey, I don't want the stuff. I got the real gift. I have Jesus. You know. What's funny too is about gifts. There is, I'm pretty sure that movie came out the same time or right around the same time as the whole tickle me Elmo thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I think you might be right in that. It was early '90s, yeah. mid '90s, yeah. mid '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, it, it, it really does kind of poke fun at the commercialism of our yeah. culture. And we go overboard on some For stuff. For sure. Oh my goodness. Well, yes. Matt, what's our next movie, man? Uh, you tell me I don't have it for me. Elf, <laughs> Elf on the Shelf. Elf you use your glasses, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, Elf. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Can I give you a copy? Great, yeah. Great, yeah. great movie. Um, I, you know, there's, there's several themes in this. I mean, uh, just the... The, the innocence of Christmas, but also just the the love uh, that that he has for his father and just wanting that relationship with his father that he never knew. And, uh, you know, there's there's other things in there that the father doesn't really want the relationship with the son, but the son craves that. And uh, it sounds kind of similar to um, uh, some of what we've been talking about, but... Uh, I just I love that movie. I love that the the heart behind it, but also just you know the the relationship. The whole thing is about the relationship. Him wanting that relationship to know his real dad. And um, I don't know what are some thoughts you guys have. I'll be honest, I don't have as many thoughts because I think I've only seen the movie once. Yeah, I think like the best wisdom that movie has is don't eat gum on the sidewalk. It's not free candy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I think yeah. the 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 youth the sort of childlike wonder he brings to yeah. it. To me, it's just a reminder that when we approach Christmas, it's easy to, to just be an adult about it. Like, okay, let's check off the list. Let's do the things. Let's go to this and that. And kind of put our kid glasses on and go, okay, how are they seeing this story? You know, how yeah. can I kind of experience Christmas with a sort of innocence, a sense of joy and a sense of wonder and appreciation? Because it's so easy to get callous, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that that's what, that's what stands out so much about the elf character is that he's contrasted with, normal life which is consumeristic it's jaded it's it's callous it's like ho humbug just let's get this done where he's just exuberant and just excited and emphatic about all that there is everything about christmas yeah and that's what makes it funny is that that deep contrast you know and well yeah and at the end um you know when santa claus shows up in new york city it's all about trying to like if if you just if you were just on TV and everybody could see you, then everybody would believe. It's like, yeah. well, no, but that's that's not how belief works. That's not how faith mm-hmm. works. You choose, you choose to believe, you know, and and then you're rewarded. But um, yeah, great metaphor for for faith and believing and what true faith really looks yeah, like. And on, it's interesting as I, as we went through. I know this is kind of bouncing from the list here, but I was, I was going to pull up. Because there's there's about three or four Christmas movies that all have a very similar similarly worded um, expression around belief. All right, because yeah. we're coming from the English language, so belief. It's like Polar Express. Seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are things we can't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I believe. I believe. Even even though I feel silly, I believe uh, the Santa Claus seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing um, like belief is giving you sight. Miracle on 34th Street. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to uh, let me hmm. let me find the one other one in here. Um, Polar Express isn't on this list because. Nah, I'll come back it's to that because there's several from there that we could pull. Obvious stuff in there too. Let me. Yeah. Um, this makes me want to watch Christmas movies. I know, right? I mean, I already do. Like, we've been watching been, them, but it's like you, I, I want to. You've been watching the, the oh, Santa Clauses, Santa Clauses, on, yeah, on Disney Plus. Yeah, I actually think those are better done, a little more realistic than the actual movies themselves. Like they explore their characters. Like, oh, can you yeah. imagine like being kids and 
like only being in the North Pole and that's all you have. Here's, yeah. Here's what I've never yeah. seen, but I was surprised by Nightmare Before Christmas. Just because I cannot see it doesn't mean I cannot believe it. Yeah. So here, all of these, all of these statements: Nightmare Before Christmas, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, uh, what do we say? Elf. Uh, Elf. Um, Polar, Polar Express. Express. Mm-hmm. And there's several tied to the, some of these others. They all pick up on this idea of <sighs> there's something I can't see that this ordinary mundane hustle and bustle world tells me is loony for me to believe mm. but i'm gonna believe and it, and it's an interesting thing because on one hand you go oh man that's great look at how those promote faith and on the other hand you go but that's not actually really biblical faith no because all of those are talking about belief in something that that move into the actual real world we know it's false there's no Santa Claus who lives at the North Pole with eight reindeer, nine plus, you know, if you add Rudolph in there, who magically fits down everybody's chimney. And if they don't have a chimney, a chimney self-creates out of nothing. And, chimney. But they all pick up on this idea that there is something unseen that is real, that should be believed, should be trusted, should be faithed. And now the difference is, just because we can't see something, I say I believe in Santa Claus. It doesn't make Santa Claus real. The issue is not if it's seen or unseen. The issue is if it's unseen and it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's true, but I can't see it, then I'm not loony for believing it. I'm not mm-hmm. mustering up. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe. What I'm doing is I'm just going. Yeah, that's truth. And even though everybody tells me it's crazy because they don't want to, it's true. It's real. Yeah. That I'm, I'm going to confidently sit the weight of my being in this truth which though unseen is more real and more true than even those things which are seen. And that's what we do when we place our faith in Christ. That's what we do when we walk by faith in Christ. Yeah. We walk not by sight, but by faith. Right. Irony being that faith is what enables us then to see with real eyes mm-hmm. as we wait for the day when we will no longer walk by faith, but by actual sight when the yeah. Lord returns. Mm. So there, there's some interesting interplay as I went through true. these quotes of going, wow, there's some... You know, so if you're watching this with somebody, you could really throw some questions out there about what is actual what belief. What is faith? What do you believe? What are right. you know? Because mm-hmm. when we use the word belief or trusting something by faith, like we don't use it as some sort of logic gap filter. You know, it's like okay, we can't really explain this or articulate this. I'm just going to yeah. believe it anyway. It's blind faith. Yeah, exactly. Just, ah, mm-hmm. Something's got to like, be. I can't explain it. I just feel it. So this is yeah. I'm going to believe it anyway, regardless. No, our, when we talk about faith and belief, it's the idea of being fully convinced yeah. that we've weighed the evidence, we've looked at everything out there, and like I cannot deny this anymore. I must embrace it. I must believe it. I must trust in it. And uh, and I think you know some of these Christmas movies they kind of hinted that to some extent, you know, but a lot of them can be sort of that blind faith just yeah i don't have any explanation for it. i'm just gonna believe it anyway and but it opens those doors for a conversation about what it means to truly believe and i know we got time i'm looking at the clock for about one more yeah i want to i want to throw this one out it's not on our list but i think it's Let's do it it's huge so uh, obviously we just had a family movie night we watched polar express which yeah. is a very well done movie um so this 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 interesting one to dissect. Here, here's this here's the statement. Of course, we because you know, let's just set up the plot for Polar Express, right? Polar Express rolls through. You've got this young boy. You got different kids come from different backgrounds, have different issues, right? Because at the end of the movie, they get a ticket that says some word to kind of tell them. You got the boy who just thinks this is all stupid. This isn't real, right? And the whole deal with the bell, the bell, right? Like you can hear the bell ring if you have faith. If you don't have faith, can't buy. Okay, so all this. So here's what's here's the statement. The thing about trains, it doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on. 
there's a lot you can unpack from that. Sure. You know, uh, here's instantly where, where my mind goes, and y'all can jump in to what you think. My mind instantly goes, well, in one sense, yeah, what does matter is getting on. Right, if we're talking about the train of like truth, Christ, right. message yeah. of the gospel, it does matter getting on. But here's the thing that statement is inherently a relativist statement. What it oh, is, yes. is that statement reworded like, here's what I hear often is reworded like this it doesn't matter what faith you have, just have it just faith. matters that you have faith. Which is, Wait a minute. That says it doesn't matter which road you find. They're all going to get to the top eventually, but that's not what Scripture says. Scripture yeah. says there's only one road. The Japanese equivalent of that is all roads lead to the top of Mount Fuji. There's like there's a gazillion trails and roads that all lead to the top, and the idea of that relativism. Yeah, and so that's instantly what I see there is, uh, you know. So here's this idea of hey, it doesn't matter where the train's ultimately going. The, the, the end destination, that's not what matters. The end goal is just the means that you possess this this belief. You possess this faith. You possess, mm-hmm. and that's not even the case in Scripture, right? Because we, we walk by faith now, but there will come a day as a believer where I no longer walk by faith. Yeah. yeah. I walk by sight, so faith will go. But faith is necessary for the end goal, which is relationship with my creator, yeah. with the one true God, the real God, the God who who bore his own wrath and died on for my sin that got right. Like for the, you know, the triune God of, of the Bible. And, um, well, I think if you're going to, if you're going to just jump on any train, I mean, it it doesn't matter what you believe. Just, you know, just get on. Well, if you're that easily swayed, then you're going to be, you're going to be that easily swayed by falsehood, you know? So if, if you decide, you know what, I've got friends who are believers or family who are believers. I'm, I'm a Christian too. Uh, Well, you know, have a, have a faith that is grounded in evidence and reality, yeah. you know, know why you believe what you believe or else, you know, when a nut, when something else comes along and you hear, Oh, that sounds good too. And you, you just, you've got to be educated and yeah. know well, what you and, believe and, and why you believe it. And here, were you going to add to that? Were you gonna I was going to add to the, okay. to the train deal is you always wonder like, why did that kid not get on the train? Like, why was he so hesitant to get on at first? Like, the conductor comes out there and it's a yeah. train in the middle of the night. Hey, this is the Polish press. Can to go see Santa? And it's like, why, what kid wouldn't want to get on there? Well, how do I know this train's actually gonna go to the North Pole? Yeah, like what assurance? This could be like the can the, the kid snatcher from Chin Chitty Bang Bang Lollipops, <laughs> children, <laughs> lollipops. You know, Great like reference, like <laughs> a deep cut there. I know, yeah. but like you got to think, be thinking as a kid, a train shows up in the middle of the night and he says he's going to the Polar Express. Like I don't know, just not getting like one way ticket to hell. You know, like yeah. this is like some kid snatcher or something. And I think the, one of the things here. So my point is, sorry, my point is knowing the destination, having confidence yeah. in the destination. The destination matters. It matters so much, yeah. Yeah. you know? And and I think, you know, the thing is that that line, part of why I bring up these quotes is all of these are quotes that, like, these are these are pinnacle, like, hey, highlight this. The movie wants you to take this away. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sit down, you're going to watch this movie. And I'm not telling you not to watch Polar Express, but you're going to watch this movie. This is the message that your kids they're going to pick up. This is the message the directors want you to get. It doesn't matter what the destination is. It matters that you get on the train. Well, carry that out to life. It doesn't matter where the end destination of the train of whatever labels you want to slap on yourself is. It doesn't matter what the end destination of workaholism is. It doesn't matter what the end is. You just want to need to get on a train. Just Gra- do grab something. A people. And it's, it's funny. It makes me, this is super nerdy. Y'all will appreciate it. If you don't appreciate it at home, I'm so sorry. But there is a, there is a, um, Shazam, you know, the, the superhero Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a, a story, a, a uh, story that they did with, with him not too long ago where they uncover in kind of the headquarters of Shazam 
It's called, the, it's called the Rock of Eternity. And the headquarters, they discover this new wing where there are, ironically, there are these trains that go to different magical lands. Mm. Okay. And his siblings are all, they all get to this one train and it's, it looks super cool, candy, this and that. And they're like, boom, get on this thing. And they get, and they're all excited. And of course it takes them to a place where they pop out in this magical land that at first seems awesome. It's this world for kids, except they discover what it is. It's a world where once, yes, lost kids, they bring them here and it's, it's like all Pinocchio. fun until they turn 18. And then they take them down below to the cellar and they turn them into slaves to power the land for all the kids. Oh so it's this horrible, it's actually like this totalitarian deal. Oh. Here's my whole point is not only does the destination matter, but if it's because if we're not careful, it's not just about getting on a train. Cause if it is, what are you going to do? You're going to get on the train that looks the most fun. Yeah. You're going to get on the train that from the appearance goes, Ooh, that's going to satisfy whatever longing I'm looking for it to satisfy, or I think I'm satisfying. Okay, great. And if that train ends up in the dungeon where you're, or you're chained up as an adult by the chitty, chitty, bang, bang, Kai in reverse, <laughs> it enslaves you. It enslaves yeah. you instead yeah. of the destination matters, not just the train. We may have successfully ruined this movie for people. From the <laughs> no. but, well, or at least I think two people, as grownups, you know, we watch these movies through a different lens, you know, yeah. and have those good conversations with our kids. So that, um, that'll be our last movie on this episode. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of the list, we'll be doing a bonus episode as we unpack five more movies. So, uh, Matt, to wrap up today's episode, what are some ways that we can kind of pray specifically during the holiday seasons? What are some things we can pray for or ways to pray during the holiday season specifically. I think just even praying based on what we've talked about today. So you've got some themes that are helpful. Lord, help me to uh, have my eyes open to the needs of others around me. Help me to realize that everyone has a story. They're going through something and to be sensitive to that. Uh, Lord, help me to, uh, Lord, help me to have uh, true belief, uh, a belief that's grounded in um, faith. It's not a blind faith, but it's uh, help me to, to, uh, follow after you and to to walk by faith and not by sight. And Lord, help me to uh, also understand that you have put me on this planet for a reason. Um, you yeah. you give me significance, and even if I may not see it, um, even if I'm I'm tempted to look at what other people are doing and judge my worth uh, compared to what they're doing, help me to understand that you uh, you have put me here in this time and this place in history for a reason. And Lord, to be content, to be content with what you've given to me. So, um, especially at Christmas, you yeah. know, um, help me to uh, look around and just see what I already have rather than what I think I need or think I want. Contentment's um, huge. Yeah. You've, you've blessed me. And, um, even if you never did another good thing for me, um, which you will, but even if you never did like what you've done to this point, um, means everything. And so, um, Good stuff. That's that's, that's what I would say. Thank you, so, Matt. Yep. Really appreciate that. Now, again, I'll remind you if you want to hear the last five video, last five movies we did not cover in this list. Listen to the bonus episode that'll be posted after this, and uh, please subscribe if you've not subscribed on on Spotify and uh, West. What are the places they can watch it, and what else they can do? Well, if you got any questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can drop Absolutely. a comment in the comment section. You can reach out to the church through the church website. Call the church office, whatever you want to do. 
if you're a church member, you can just catch us on at church. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And as far as I know, and this is going to sound dumb because I know I'm the young guy and I should know all this, but you can you can subscribe and listen to us on any of your normal podcast platforms. Absolutely. And for bonus points, leave a review. Like when you leave a review on like Apple Podcasts or something like that, it helps like boost the podcast and get it out there to more people to check out. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you on the bonus episode here very shortly. Bye. See ya. Adios.